Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast exploring loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in words, but also in actions, and with the Bible as the source and standard of truth. I'm your host, Tommy Morris, and once again, I'm flying solo in the studio, this time to talk about loving your neighbor. Now, this will be the final episode that kind of lays the foundation for this podcast. I really wanted to look at loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. And in doing so, we defined terms so that we all kind of understood what we were talking about. We talked about God's love for us. We talked about us loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then we talked about the chief end of man, glorifying God and enjoying him forever. So to finish this out, we're going to be talking about loving our neighbors and what that means. But before we do that, I do want to address something. Uh, Really, I want to ask forgiveness. So I had two people who are very close to me listen to the podcast and then come to me with some critique. And part of what they came to me to talk about was the first two episodes on defining terms and to talk to me about a couple things that I personally said during those two episodes. Now, there was no controversy over what I said, the content of it, context of it, truth or or stance on the particular subject. The issue that each of them uh, brought up was really in my delivery. Now, these two people are very close to me. One is my brother, who's been my best friend since childhood, and one is my wife, who I love very, very much. And they did not talk to one another. They approached me different days, and each said the same thing, that in my delivery during those two episodes, there were a couple statements I personally made that they felt were less than loving in how I said them. And I thank God for them reminding me for a large portion of what this podcast is about, which is loving others, which is what we're going to be discussing today. And they reminded me that in doing that, I need to be aware of my tone when discussing things specifically that I don't agree with or uh, when addressing people or groups with whom I disagree with to not come across prideful or condescending. And so there was concern that in those two episodes, a couple statements I made, I was less than compassionate, less than probably not at all, if you were to ask them honestly. And that is not my heart in this. I don't want to come across that way. I don't want my delivery to not be fueled by a love and a compassion for others. And so for that, I do want to ask forgiveness and repent from that. And while I by no means will claim to be perfect for every episode going forward, I will say that I will make every effort to be conscious of my delivery and that I will be in prayer more for those with whom I disagree, to allow God to work on my heart, to come from more of a place when I speak about them or things that they believe, to come from more of a place of brokenness and compassion and love for them. So just wanted to address that and wanted to ask everyone's forgiveness for that. So with that being said, this is what we're talking about today, loving our neighbor. And this was something that Jesus was confronted with when they, they were trying to really trick him and, and ask him what the greatest commandment was. And Jesus took the Ten Commandments, and instead of picking one and answering their question, he summarizes them into two parts. All of the commandments that had to do with our relationship with God, he summed up into love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
And the second is like unto this, and he summarized all of the commandments that have to do with our relationship with man into love your neighbor as yourself. Now, it's important to point out what we talked about in our first episode with Joey Rivet, which is that we only have the capacity to truly love with God's love because he first loved us. We see that in 1 John 4.19. So because of God's love for us, now we are able to love him and we are able to love one another. And we continue to see this. Paul uh, spoke about this as well as, as far as this being a fulfillment of the law. We see in Romans 13 uh, verses 8 through 10, Paul says, Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Jesus summarized this in the Gospels. Uh, The one I have listed here is Mark 12, 31, when he said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This was his response to to summarizing the law. And then we, we see Paul echoing this in Romans 13. And then we see 1 John 4, 9 through 11. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. There's clearly a lot in scripture about loving one another, but it all stems first from God's love for us and our love for the Father. Now, before we get into this uh, too much more, I do want to point this part out because I, I think that this ends up kind of mistakenly, incorrectly, selfishly, however you want to say it, becoming a focus of this verse that, that wasn't intended to be the focus. This, this last part, when Jesus said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. For some reason, the as yourself portion of that has become such a huge focus for people. There has become this kind of, uh, this, I don't want to call it a movement, but this mindset that to love others well, I have to first love myself well. To love others better, I need to love myself better. So this whole idea of self-care just exploded from really what it was meant to be of of taking care of yourself, uh, kind of avoiding burnout and different things of that nature, to becoming this never-ending cycle of self-love. And the problem with that, if we view this in that kind of a way, well, the truth is we'll never love ourselves enough because our hearts are selfish and deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. And the more we feed flesh, the more we feed self, the more we worship self and praise self and focus on self, uh, the more our flesh is going to desire that and the more we are going to want to consume and we're going to somehow convince ourselves that we're just going to let it build up and build up and then one day we're going to have all this self-love and we'll be able to pour out this overflow of love out onto everybody. But that's not what this verse is saying. This verse isn't saying that you need to go out and love yourself more so that you can better love your neighbor. This verse is actually saying that you already love yourself. I mean, that's, it's kind of uh, an understood fact 
in the way that it's worded in that it is it is with an understanding that you already love yourself. So as you already love yourself, love your neighbor. So it's more of kind of like the Great Commission where it's go and make disciples is more of as you are going, there's an understanding that you're already going to be going. And as you are going throughout life, make disciples and baptize and teach, right? So same thing, as you already love yourself, love your neighbor. So just wanted to kind of address that because I hear so much uh, about self-care. I'm, I'm in the behavioral health field and you know, with that comes uh, a lot of uh, substance use and mental health counseling and, and things of that nature. And self-care is very much a focus, both for employees and for clients who are uh, seen by professionals. But self-care has, has morphed into this, this kind of thing that really starts to borderline a narcissistic approach to, to how we, we look at what we do on a daily or weekly basis. It is very much uh, something that actually gets in the way of us loving one another because we become too hyper-focused on ourselves. So with that being said, enough of that uh, little soapbox that I'm going to stand on and kind of vent for a minute. I want to get back into what scriptures talk about. So we see the love of Jesus Christ, and there was a way that he showed his love for us. And so we want to look at this. So John 13, 34 through 35, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So here, we see the words of Jesus commanding us to love one another. I mean, it says right there, it's a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Not a suggestion, not a, if you feel like it, not a if it's convenient or if the person's nice to you. It, it's just a flat-out command to love one another. But then this next statement says, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Well, now that makes us have to look at the way in which Christ loved us. Let's look at two more chapters down in John 15 and verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And the chapter is powerful in how it talks about salvation and, and Jesus calling us friends. So there was a laying down of his life. Well, then we see this again in 1 John 3, 16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. That's the first part. So we're seeing this command to love one another. And we're seeing this command to love one another just as Christ has loved us. Then we go on to see multiple verses that point to the way Christ loved us is that he laid down his life for us. Well, 1 John 3, 16, so I only read the first part. I read this part. By this we know love that he laid down his life for us. But then it continues, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Wow. I mean, that's heavy. It's heavy because love can mean so many different things to different people. We talked about that some in the defining terms with Dwayne Mays. We touched on this as well in the two episodes with Joey that love can be twisted to mean different things. And some of that is just that it's emotionally driven. It's a very sensational, sensational and emotional kind of thing in regards to how people look at it. But in the episode with Joey, one of the things we talked about was that love is sacrificial. Well, that's a whole other level. It's a whole other level of commitment to our neighbor, that we are to love the way Christ loves us and he 
laid down his life for us. And here we are called to do the same. We ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. That's definitely heavy. I know for me that when I'm talking about loving my neighbor, you know, I think Jesus addresses the issue of who our neighbor is well enough for us to, to not have an excuse and say that it's only believers. It's not. That it's only this or only that or whatever. Our neighbors are those with whom we have contact with people that we come across throughout our daily lives and have opportunities to show the love of Christ and to preach the gospel. Those are our neighbors. But I mean, I got to keep it real in saying that I don't always view this as, as a sacrificial thing. Sometimes you think about being nice, right? being kind. That's good. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. There are things that we can do that for others that they don't hurt. They don't really, I mean, when we, when we really look at it, don't really cost us much, uh, if anything at all. But then there are times where it hurts. It is sacrificial. I mean, what if we, what if we decided to pay for someone else's groceries and that meant that we didn't get to buy all of our groceries? What if we put their need for food above our own? That, that's sacrificial. I mean, that's, you feel that. What about showing love when they mock you, make fun of you? Mock your Christianity. I mean, Matthew 5, 44 says to love our enemies, to bless those who curse us, to do good to those who spitefully use us. That's sacrificial love. It's not easy. Society today is, for me, as volatile as I've ever seen it. It feels like everybody's on pins and needles between all of the issues that are out there that the media just perpetuates on a nightly basis and and tries to bait us into arguments, regardless of what side we're on. And society keeps taking the bait over and over and over. There seems to be so much bad blood, and so much division, and so much anger, and hatred, and vitriol towards others. And the unfortunate thing is when you see that within the church, when you see that among professing Christians, when you see anger over politics, and over this cause, and that cause, and now our anger over those things supersedes our call to love and compassion for others. And we justify it. We justify it because of their sin. Because, well, that stance, that stance is against the Word of God. And so now I have the right to spew hatred and anger towards them this past Thursday night. In our life group, we got on the discussion of judging, which led into discussions of love and forgiveness and how you handle calling someone to repentance and restoration and things of this nature. And we even talked about you know, whether, as Christians, we find it easier to love non-Christians or to love our fellow Christians. We got into all of this. But really, one of the things that hit home was how we approach, regardless of, of whether it's professing Christians who may be in sin, living in the flesh, maybe unrepentant, or if it's a non-Christian who we're wanting to present the gospel to. We talked about our approach with those people in daily life. And the thing is, is that we come at people, and the first thing we're, we're throwing out are, are political arguments and moralistic arguments and societal arguments and all of these things. We're leading with, I don't even know if they're secondary issues. I mean, they're, they're definitely not primary. 
to the gospel. The gospel is first and foremost. And specifically, I'll say this, specifically with regards to Christians, Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. There is a call to, to have a spirit of gentleness. But we're trying to argue rights so much, so much so that our argument becomes more important than loving our neighbor. Being right has become more important than being compassionate and loving. And Paul says if we can do great and mighty things, that we can do so much. And if we don't have love, we are a resounding gong. And so many of us, and I have been guilty of this, but so many of us are noisy gongs out in society because we are not loving our neighbor well. And I don't mean accept their sin and tolerate it, jumping on their bandwagon. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is having a heart of compassion for them, remembering the debt you've been forgiven, the debt I've been forgiven. When Christ laid down his life for us, remembering how great my sin was. Because when I can remember what Christ forgave me for and what he saved me from, it can help me have a lot more compassion towards others. Charles Spurgeon said, love for God is obedience. Love for God is holiness. To love God and to love man is to be conformed to the image of Christ. And this is salvation. So as we close, I want us to think about 1 Corinthians 13. These words that are used to describe love. And not just rush through this through rote repetition, memory, it's maybe even become cliche for some of us. I want us to really think about this and think about those people in your life because I want you to think of this. If you think of that person, maybe that politician, and you think, man, if I could get a chance to be in front of them, I'd give them a piece of my mind. But would you tell them the gospel? Would you share with them the good news of Jesus? Or would you give them a piece of your mind about political things and walk away feeling puffed up, proud of yourself? taking that stand and letting them know what you think of them, what you think of their policies. Would we be so indignant over those things, over temporal, earthly things, that we would miss an opportunity to share the gospel with someone? Think about those, those people who are your neighbors, the ones that you get along with, that you love, that you really do love, that you like, that you get along with. They're, they're great. Think about the ones that get on your nerves. Think about the ones that really don't like. And think about our call to love each and every one of them. When Paul says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Is this the heart of love that we have for our neighbor? Are we willing to look at our neighbor and walk out 1 John 3.16? By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. 
Thank you for listening. We're dropping new episodes every Monday, as well as our Freestyle Friday episodes, where our guest shares a little bit about what God's been doing in their life. So make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating and be sure to share the podcast with your friends. You can also connect with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter by searching at deed underscore truth. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching the Deed and Truth Podcast. You can also check out our website, deedandtruthpodcast.com, where you can send us a message, leave us a voicemail, and check out the latest episodes. So until next time.